One Nation Under Pod is brought to you by Zip Canner. You've got an enterprising business. You've got payroll, you've got hiring, you've got management, you've got organization, and letting go of employees is just one more task that you don't have the time to take on. That's where Zipcanner comes in. Hire Zipcanner and they will take care of all of your firing needs. Talking to employees, removing benefits, comforting family members. Zipcanner can fire up to 10 to 15 to 100 employees in a day, depending on your subscription plan. Don't take it from me. Ryan, you used Zipcanner recently for your new startup. Uh, as a matter of fact, I did. It turned out that I, I maybe overhired um, for a monthly shoe subscription service uh, where, where you pass the shoes around. It's sort of like a Netflix shoe for shoes. Um, and I had to let, yeah, shoe, shoe swap. Um, I'm, I'm actually uh, also being sued because apparently the name was already in use by a nonprofit that operates out of um, um, Ghana. Uh, point being, I didn't want to have to fire these people face to face. So I go to Zipcanner, I set up my account, I type in all the names, all the emails, even the phone numbers. It uses AI to make automated phone calls to people so they think there's a human being on the other That's end the doing the That's the kind of extra mile that Zipcanner offers you, not to mention its social features so you can talk with other firers, share dates, share pictures. It's one big family. So go to zipcanner.com, sign up today, and make sure to put in the offer code uh, un nacion. Abajo Pod. That's Unacion Abajo Pod 16. Put that in at checkout to get 20% off your first firing. And here's the show. Welcome to One Nation Under Pod. I'm Francis Ford Coppola. And I'm Ryan Pfefferman. And today we've got a blast of a show because it is debate time. One of the best times of the election campaign season. I'm fired up. Ryan, how are you feeling? This is like Christmas and Halloween rolled into one for politics nerds. I am fired oh. up. I am excited and I am ready to see some blood on the debate floor, if you know what I'm talking about. Add in Ash Wednesday and I'm right there with you. So we've got a big event coming tomorrow. Uh, I think it's now with the four candidates that have been entered into the race. What is this now? 15 candidates on the debate stage tomorrow? I think so. I believe just this week we had an entry from uh, Don Shearfinger. Uh, Tony, Beekman Chance Gavel, and Miranda Curie Swift. That is all just in this week alone. This is what happens when you loosen the restrictions. This is what happens when you get a full spectrum of America represented in the candidates for president. It's great. It's going to be a regular Royal Rumble tomorrow. And did I I ever tell you I went to Royal Rumble back in 2013? Oh, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. I I saw when The Undertaker appeared, and I was in my suite. So I was there with my my glass of Chablis when I saw The Undertaker descend into the ring. Something I'm never going to forget. But uh, that's a story for another time because we've had some major movement in the race. You didn't, uh, I'm sorry, you you didn't, you didn't want to, you didn't invite me. Uh, Well, 
I'm sorry, Ryan. It was uh, it was only a 15 person suite, so you know I had to make some choices. No, I, I get it. No, no hard feelings. No hard feelings. No, Don't no, 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 no. And that's on the show. It's fine. It's fine. So big movement in the race. Signed, signed poster, but big movement in the race. Yeah, I got you the Let's sign. Let's talk post. about I it. Got you. I got you the sign. Post. Anyway, so yeah, I, but I wasn't there to see him sign it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Okay, so what we've got going on is um some big attack ads. Uh, I, I nobody the collective online collective that is currently running for president making a big move in the race with a huge attack ad against Pac, implicating well not even implicating using footage of Pac's son Zook confessing. To burning a village, not in our realm, obviously, but in Pac's native gnome realm. Um, starts starts in the gnome realm, but I feel like they've made a pretty explicit link between that and the recent West Coast wildfires. Uh, it's 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 dirty pool, I think, to use a candidate's family to try to bring their campaign down. But then again, uh, Zook. Zook went on record himself. You know, he's a he's a free agent. He's a grown gnome, I, I assume. I don't understand exactly how gnomes age, but I feel like it's it's fair play and dirty pool all at the same time. Yeah, you know, I I, I I'd like to chastise them, but then again, you know, on the O'Connor campaign, I was on um, Christian O'Connor duty, so mm-hmm. that meant that Christian O'Connor, obviously being Kerry O'Connor's brother, who was involved in multiple scrapes with the law. So during, uh, especially that October season, my job was simply to keep Christian O'Connor in the Ramada Inn hotel room. I was uh, tasked with doing everything I could possibly do not to let him leave. There were two by fours involved. There oh, well. was nails. Did you, and, uh, but did you take him to any wrestling matches? No, I didn't take him to any wrestling. You know, let's just, oh, I was just asking. I was just asking. Let's just uh, move on. So... Uh, so what are we looking? What are you looking for, Francis? Out of this debate, what are you looking to see out of these candidates tomorrow night? Uh, I'll be honest. In the first debate, I'm looking for someone who's not afraid to get a little mud on their hands. You know, uh-huh. some people want to say that going to this debate, you want to be respectful, you want to be nice, you want to you know let other people speak their piece and let the issues stand for themselves. But that's not what voters want. All right. Voters want to see some blood on the floor. I was uh, participating in a focus group yesterday, and that was the number one thing that voters said they wanted to hear from their candidates is how they can eviscerate their opponent and hold their beating heart in their hand, showing it to the camera on NBC. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. And, you know, there's there's no shortage of, of opportunities for sparks tomorrow night. Uh, for example, we've got Girl Bouse up against Brain Leanne Berkeley. So there's there's two children who are going to be in this in this debate stage together. Uh, we've got Pac, who's definitely going to have to come out and speak to the giant constituency. You know, someone's going to be holding that against her. Um, Anna Smith, Anna Smith. I'm not sorry if, uh, if I'm getting the pronunciation wrong. Uh, I feel like she's she's wide open for attacks that she is unable to really speak without her husband, Greg, doing the talking for her. I mean, those those few uh, those those flashpoints alone, I feel like could fuel me adrenaline wise through an entire hour and a half of debate time, which honestly, I don't I don't agree with that. They shortened it to an hour and a half. I think they should have kept it at the no. four hour, the full four, yeah. because if I, I, I mean, I know I would love four hours of intense policy discussion. And I think that means the average Joe American would as well. 
Absolutely. I mean, I remember when we were prepping O'Connor for the debate, we did eight hour prep sessions so that four would feel easy, right? That's why you lift weights in the gym so you can lift your grocery bags yeah. at home. Swinging with two bats. Exactly. Yeah. Now, so you were point on preparing O'Connor for those debates. Do you have any pieces of advice for the candidates? Well, I feel like the first thing you want to do is go up to the biggest, most popular candidate on that stage, get in their face, get intimidating. Uh, don't be afraid to get a little bit physical. Okay. If you'll recall uh, uh, in the O'Connor Shea debates, O'Connor went up and just shook Shea by the shoulders and said, buddy, only one of us can be president. And it was before the cameras rolled, but you could see that Shea was was uh, not only literally shaken, but I feel like also emotionally shaken. He was a little bit off his game, off his balance uh, for the rest of the for the rest of the night. My favorite was back in two thousand when he went up against Nip Turkey. I remember during the debate, O'Connor stood directly in front of Turkey's podium, staring at the mm-hmm. camera for the entire debate, which oh, yeah. I thought move. sent a great message to voters. That that mm. that uh, I don't let this noise bother me. You know, I'm right. talking to He's, you. He stands firm. Yeah, he stands firm. The other candidate is basically a distraction. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm going to look for some of that assertiveness tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. And obviously, gonna... you should join us for our live recap of the debate. You're going to want to tune in for mm-hmm. that. We're going to be doing that at five o'clock. Uh, During the debate, we'll be doing the live session. And then at 6 o'clock, we'll be doing our live recap of the debate. And then obviously 7 o'clock, we'll be doing our live recap of how the news media reacted to the debates. And then at 8 o'clock is our fun session. We'll be talking about what we're planning to do for the weekend. Uh, And then at 9 o'clock, what are that uh, the impacts that the debate has been having on the polls. So you're going to be tuning in Uh for all Uh of those. $4.99 each on pay-per-view through Google. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, and for, if you join the Illiberal Media Network, of course, it becomes only three ninety nine for members. Yes. And if you're an Illiberal Media Gold member, uh, it goes back to four ninety nine, but you get some Illiberal Media merch. Oh, yeah. Stickers, bumper stickers. Wearing my T-shirt right now. It was uh, admittedly from the first batch of misprints, but you know what? I still wear it loud and proud. I love my O-Liberal Media, O-Liberal Madia shirt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll be honest. This is the first T-shirt I've ever worn. Really? I don't think I've ever seen you out of a suit and tie before. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, That's... you know, obviously I used to sometimes, <laughs> back in my college days, go... A little bit more free with some Oxfords, but I like the <laughs> feel. Um, I don't understand yeah. the tag issue, how I'm supposed to take care of that, if there's some kind of sateen material I could put over that, but uh, I'll, I'll figure it out. Yeah, you know, you hand wash a few times and it starts to soften. Yeah. Well, so crazy race coming up. And uh, mm-hmm. not to mention, we're going to be having one of those candidates right here on our show. Kaylee, girl boss. We'll be talking to her right after this. Hey, Ryan. You like books. Love them. What if I told you that there was a way you could have a book and when you were done reading it, you could just go turn it in and get another one? Um, usually once you've read a book, though, the store won't take it back, so I don't see how that would work. I'm talking about a new kind of store. I'm talking about borrowbooks.com. 
borrowbooks.com. Borrowbooks.com, through its innovative analysis of the book market and human behavior, has created an unprecedented system where you, through their matrix, can take a book, will be delivered to your house in less than three days, and when you're done reading it, return it to them, and then you can reclaim what they call your uh, book bucks, and then use those book bucks to select another book that you might like. Take that with you, and in three days it will be in your house. Read it again, and when you're done with that, start the process all over again. Are you sure you're understanding this model correctly? Because it sounds too good to be true. You're saying I can take a book from them, read it, give it back to them, and then get another book without purchasing all of these books over and over and over? Well, assuming you've purchased enough book bucks in advance, which is their sure. uh, method of currency. So you simply subscribe to, to you simply subscribe to borrow books, sign up for a certain amount of book bucks, and there's different tiers uh -huh. of membership. I went in at the bronze level, which is which a $50 book bucks membership, and then I quickly upgraded right up to the gold. So it's $100 a month of book bucks. And that allows you unprecedented access to what they call their libraria of books. Hmm. Go in, get a book, take it back, exchange uh -huh. it, and it's only a dollar extra per book. So oh, you're amazing. using your book bucks to exchange for the book, then it's a dollar extra per book. And it's unlike anything I've ever seen before. Francis, do you, do you know what I've heard is that uh, they actually use a super advanced AI interface where you can speak to a librarian which is sort of a human, uh, a human uh, proxy, if you will, within the system who will actually recommend books to you based on the ones you've already read. How does that even work? I have no idea. It's just, it's blowing my mind every day. And they've recently been issuing members their very own borrow books card that you can put in your wallet and simply show off to other people to let them know that you're part of the borrow books team. It's amazing. I'll be honest. I uh, I did accidentally subscribe at the platinum tier. Uh, it's a thousand dollars a month. I have been unable to figure out how to ba downgrade back to gold. But you know what? It doesn't matter because I got a platinum card, which I can now show off to people in my neighborhood. I can show them the kind of books that I'm reading. I can even keep a list on the site of the books that I've read and the books that I would like to read. And not only that, I recently uh, found out that you can get your very own laser discs from Borrow Books. I just got the laser disc for the recent um, Little Women movie. Oh my God, oh. getting that stack of eight laser discs and it only cost oh. me $75. It was magic. The future is here. Not gonna lie, that movie brought a tear to my eye. Uh, you can hear a little bit more about that on my, on my solo podcast, uh, Crying with Ryan, where I review movies that have made me cry over the years. I'll, I'll give the plug at the end, but just uh, had to throw it out there for, for oh, Little Women. Get out there, yeah, trust me. It's a good one. So get out there, get borrowing, borrow books, get booking, borrowbooks.com, borrowbooks.com, and make sure to put in our code. Um, uh, it's zero, it's, it's, it's zero N three underscore N at sign T one zero N underscore U N capital D three R underscore P zero D. It's one nation under pod, as you can tell, but it's done sort of password style. Yeah. And it's uh, so just put in that that password and get in 50% off your first order. And back to the show. We are back at One Nation Under Pod and we're here 
with Kaylee Girlboss, candidate for president. Kaylee, so glad to have you on the pod. Thank you. Now, Kaylee, you have been turning heads ever since you got into this race. And and not only for, I mean, I'll just talk about the elephant in the room, a nine-year-old running for president. Uh, how's that feel? Um, it feels good. It feels good. You heard it here, folks. I don't think we've ever had a candidate before who was so positive and enthusiastic about running for president. It usually feels, uh, looks like a bit of a grind from the outside. So it's good to get this perspective. I'm getting chills like I haven't felt since the first time I watched a JFK address. So <sighs> reminds me of a young O'Connor. <sighs> I was about to say the same thing. <laughs> so Kaylee, uh, you've been standing for a lot of, what I would say divisive issues in this race, s'mores, recess, double Christmas, birds. Um, I thought it'd be fun to maybe dig down on one of those. Are there any issues that you'd like to, to discuss more in depth here on the pot? There are too many endangered birds in the world. You, you're not implying that we should kill them, right? No. Okay, sorry. Usually when someone says there's there's too many of something in the world, it's it's because they want to get rid of that thing and have, have fewer of those things in the world. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm, I misunderstood. No, you're saying I'm that we saying should... should. I'm saying that we should um, make their less by bringing them back so they're not endangered anymore. Well, that makes more sense. And maybe like keeping them secure in some kind of small cage or something so that they can't get out and get into trouble again. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Keep them safe. No. No. And saying we should donate money to help them. Kaylee, no I'm not. Them in cages. I'm not running for president, so forgive me if this is an ignorant question. But what are birds going to do with money? They don't get the money. The people helping them get the money, so they can spend the money for the birds on something that would help them. Hmm. And what would you say to critics who claim this is just another needlessly complex big government program and and they're going to attack you and say, why not just give the money directly to the birds? I'm sure you've heard of UBI, Universal Bird Income. What is your, ta- what is your take on that? Um, I don't think you should give the money directly to the birds because most of them will just eat the money. <laughs> so... How about this, Kelly? I'm going to try to talk to you like a regular Joe voter. Uh, I, I, I live in Kansas. I'm hearing about your bird proposal. And I'm looking at America right now. And I see that we've been in expansionary Federal Reserve policy, kind of locked into inflationary interest rates now for multiple years, to the point where the Fred, the Ted spread and the Fred spread are, are just miles away from each other. And I want to try to get back maybe away from Keynesian spending and get back more to what Alan Greenspan had designed, where America is trying to secure its own interests and in how it's mon- using its monetary policy while still allowing for borrowing and where the bond market doesn't get short-circuited. And now I hear about this and I'm thinking, well, this is just going to lead to a drop and perhaps a cratering of human of, of, of individual income and corporate income. And if we don't center the tax rate to reflect those in different things, 
I don't think we're going to get back on track to where we're going to avoid stagflation and really allow this money to go directly from the innovators and the top corporate investors back down to their employees rather than it being shunted through the government. What would you like to say to that? Um, there now. <laughs> uh-huh. You've convinced me. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I, I feel like you're actually speaking for all of Americans when you say "dunno," because I feel like most Americans don't know what is up with the economy. That's a brave. Right? They don't understand why government isn't working for them. It's a brave thing for a candidate to say, I think. Absolutely. Again, I'm getting the chills. I'm getting the JFK chills. Uh, folks may not know with us as well, by the way, is uh, Crystal Grobaus, Kaylee's campaign manager and mom. Uh, Crystal, I'm curious, are there a, a range of topics where your candidate feels comfortable admitting that she simply does not have all the answers? Well, first of all, I want to say thank you so much, Ryan and Francis, for having us on the show. And um, yeah, I think you just witnessed the magnificence, the brilliance that is Kaylee Grobaus because she's not afraid to admit when she doesn't know. And there are so many topics that she just truly does not know about. I mean, the list is endlessly impressive. Bold stance. Bold stance. Now, yeah. I, uh, part, of, part of this list, so, so we've, we've talked about bird income, but we haven't talked about what some feel is your controversial stance on double Christmas. People say it's it's another giveaway. It's simply uh, you know handing out to so-called Christmas queens who don't need any more Christmas, who are sort of living off of the the government uh, and Santa teat, if you will. Uh, Kaylee, what do you say to people who say that one Christmas is enough? Well, I think you should never get enough presents. And what about the poor kids out there who? Don't get that many presents. They need a second chance to get more. Wow. She is amazing. You know, that's why she is the most progressive candidate in this race, um, because she's always thinking about the future. She's the future's leader, Uh except right now, like time travel, almost. Almost. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Christmas is just a wonderful time for so many American families, right? I mean, we have special traditions in the Girl Bows family oh, every we, year. You know, all, all our loved ones, my very well, loved people come to our house as well as my husband's family because I'm obligated to invite them as well. And, um, you know, there's certain things like traditions that we sure. do every year and it makes Crystal, when wonderful. you, when you talk about your loved ones who come and join you for this holiday, does that include your teenage daughter, Beatrice? <sighs> oh, I had, we have to, I'm sorry. Uh, let's it's the <laughs> elephant in the room. Let's get it out of the way. We've, Wait, they're no. not all going to be softballs. Ryan, not, all softballs here. To... not all softballs on this podcast. <laughs> You're asking the difficult questions uh-huh. and that's why I respect and despise <laughs> you so much, Ryan. Um, yeah. I mean, sure. Beatrice is going to be there. I love Beatrice with all my heart and um, I'm often so mortified by her, but that's just the, the experience of any mother in America. Right. I think that's what, makes me so relatable uh-huh. to the electorate. You know, she's made mistakes. Kids make mistakes. 
What, what are some um, of those mistakes that she's made? Has happened. Oh, and beyond um, the, the ones that we've already well, heard. Um, you... Patrick, for, for, uh, excuse me, uh, right. uh, uh, Francis, for our listeners, do you want to give them a, a just a just a brief rundown in case they haven't heard the latest news about the, the shocking revelations that came out this week about Beatrice Girlbaus? Yes, well, of course, there was the secretly recorded video that came out of uh, Beatrice Girlbaus um, sharing what appeared to be marijuana with another child. Um Okay, well, for the record, it wasn't another child, okay? It was Tyler Jones, whose mother ran against me for the PTA presidency, and she beat me. But apparently, I during the course of the race, I might have said some things that made her unhappy, and now that she's always hated me. That family has always had a vendetta against our family. And that Tyler kid is a little self-indulged, P, for lack of a better, insert any P. He's a you potato. Know. I'm going to go with person. And he's a potato. Yeah, he's a self-indulged, overly indulged P. And, um, you know, he took advantage of, of Beatrice by making mm-hmm. that video. So he, she wasn't. And also marijuana is legal in California. You guys have me really flustered. Now, Kaylee, you've made a bold stance of not making any attack ads on your uh, opponents. Now, how does it make you feel to hear your mother here attacking what she herself has described as a fellow potato? Well. Bold response. People get old and they forget the life lessons. Oh, uh, Kaylee just called me out as a grony. I'm a yes. grony. I am a grony. Yeah, and that and that is what Kaylee is all about: is undoing the mistakes that gronies have made to destroy this country. Thank you, Kaylee. You inspire me, and are inspired by me every day. Kaylee, I'd like to ask, uh, what are you hoping to accomplish in the debates tomorrow night? What do you want to let the American people know about you that maybe they they don't know yet? Well, my mom is definitely not the one running for president. And throwing your mother under the bus in your opening debate, Salvo. That's going to be wow. a bold strategy. I haven't seen something like that since uh, Gerald Ford. Mm-hmm. It needed to be said. It needed to be said. Um, Crystal, will you be well, on the debate stage tomorrow night? Yes, I will be on the debate stage. And I have to tell you that Kaylee does not even want me to be there. But even though we did have a constitutional Mm -hmm. amendment allowing individuals under the age of 35, we still have some really antiquated FCC regulations that don't allow a child to appear in a live broadcast without an adult there. So that's the only reason, the absolute only reason why. Well, Kaylee, in your ideal campaign, how involved would your mother be? She'd kind of be my helper. I mean... One of the reasons she's there is because there's a lot of things that kids can't do without an adult, which is crazy. There should be things that adults can't do without kids. I would get, uh, lay one are. on me. I would love to hear. 
Well, there are some things that adults think are just too big and bad for kids, like、uh -huh. PG-rated thirteen movies.、Uh -huh. I mean, I don't like horror movies, but a lot of my friends like them. So, am I hearing you correctly, Kaylee? That if elected, you will repeal the PG thirteen rating to allow any child. Uh, of any age to attend any movie, if they want to.、Uh -huh. I'll be honest. Based on what I've seen from my personal polling, that、uh, a bold policy like that could lock up the entire Northwest for you. I see Oregon, Washington, Idaho, Montana, all falling in line under that policy. Strong libertarian streak in that area. Strong,、uh, strong history of independence of of anti censorship. I feel like、yeah. it's really going to play well there. She's all about the First Amendment,、mm -hmm. you guys. This kid is amazing. And Kaylee, you mentioned that there should be things that adults shouldn't be able to do unless they have a kid with them. What would be something like that? Because I'm fascinated by the suggestion. Probably there should should be some kid only candy stores.、Mm -hmm. The only adults allowed、mm -hmm. are the ones accompanied by kids. Same for toy stores. And playgrounds、oh, I'm, and I'm amusement allowed, parks.、Um, I'm not allowed at the playground in my neighborhood with without a child accompanying me. I learned that. Oh, that's that. good. Yeah, I learned that one the hard way. You shouldn't have been so aggressive in freeze tag. Yeah, Kate. I thought it was an open community game. Okay, shirts versus skins. Turns out I was the only skin. Anyway, Kaylee, I would like to ask you、uh, about. Topic that I know is pretty near and dear to your heart.、Uh, we we talked about universal bird income, but we didn't talk about the issue of bird on bird violence or bird on human violence. There has been a lot of talk in the press lately about how, frankly, how you might have given some some speeches lately that may have given a signal to certain types of birds that it's okay to attack human beings. Can we get you on the record about this? What do, What do you think? Is so, it ever just okay to put this in context? Cassowary attacks against humans have been up four hundred sixty five percent in this year、mm -hmm. alone. No one's blaming you, but we'd like to give you a chance to say right now that you do not approve of bird on human attacks. I do not approve. You see that, you guys? She looked right in the camera and disavowed. Bird、so、you're you're telling.、Attacks. You're telling. I mean, it's what、America、you're telling the cassowaries to stand down. Waiting for stand, stand down, and stand back. Stand by.、Uh, stand which down. Is it, stand. That's the right. Stand. It's I. Well, she said, "I'm not the candidate." <laughs> she said, "Stand down, cassowaries."、Um, she said that.、Something、I.、Like、that. It is their instinct to protect themselves. But especially、uh, the ones at zoos that are trained and see people all the talking. time. Digging a hole stop here, talking. Kaylee. Yeah. Do you want to stop、mm -hmm. talking, Kaylee? Again, you're the boss of your campaign here. I'm okay with it. <laughs> That's a smart candidate. That's a campaign I wish I had worked for in 1996. Wow. wow. So,、uh, Kaylee, at the end of our interviews, we like to ask every candidate the same five. Questions. So, are you down for the five? Okay. First question: 
what does our country need the most right now and why is it DC statehood? I think that DC should become a state because then we would get two more senators and that would really mess things up for that creepy guy who owns all the senators. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, wow. Wow. That is a bold stance against Uncle Bob. Against, yeah, against creepy guys in general. I mean, I don't think yeah, you're going to need that constituency of creepy guys, but still. Oof. All right, Kaylee, you've got a blank check from Congress. That means you can spend whatever you want on any one program. What would it be? Um, I would probably help the California Condor. Did you, um, probably because, I mean, even though I care about all the other birds, you have to deal with your, um, your state or your country first. And I think the condor would be a good choice. Um, they are the U.S.'s, um, biggest land birds and... They were once extinct in the wild, but now they're not. Now they're fine, but they're still pretty much endangered. Ooh, I love it. All right. Next question. If you could have anyone from history on your cabinet, who would it be? The cabinet is people who help you, right? Yes. They'd be your, your top sort of, not advisors, but yeah, the top people working with you as president. I'd probably choose Barack Obama or Mr. Miyagi. It's the best combination I think I've ever heard. Both, both solid choices. Yeah. Um, uh, Kaylee, what would you say is your spirit animal? Well, technically my spirit animal is a deer, but I always like to think it's a bird. Kaylee, do you want to tell them why your spirit animal is technically I'd a like deer? To know. Because the day before I was born, when my dad was loading the car to go to the hospital, he saw this huge deer with the biggest antlers ever. In D.C.? And it was the biggest I'm sorry, deer. in D.C.? No. In D.C.? In Maryland, because we lived in Maryland, mm -hmm. but I was born in D.C. because we were on the border. And he saw the biggest deer he had ever seen there, even bigger than here, which is now lush. And there's so much green that the deer have twins and even triplets. Wow, that's amazing. These are these are fantastic answers, by the way. <laughs> and uh, final question: uh, As this is October, what's your favorite horror movie? I watched a horror movie once. It was called Coco. I don't like horror movies. I think they should all be happy movies. Another bold policy proposal from Carly Girlboss. You heard it here on the pod tonight. So thank you again so much, Carly. And thank you, Crystal, for appearing on the pod. Uh, yes, thank so you, please, everyone, check them out on the debate stage tomorrow night. In the meantime... Uh, you should go and feel free to check out any of the other amazing shows here on the Liberal Media Podcast Network. We just added a great one where uh, Dan Blamby is hosting Earnestly Earnest, where he takes you through the entire Earnest canon 
from Ernest goes a scared stupid to Ernest goes on vacation, puts them in a historical context, really lets you know the kind of social and emotional issues that those movies are trying to get at. I've listened to the first four episodes and it is breathtaking. That's all I can say. Uh, Ryan, do you want to pug any of your solo podcasts? Absolutely. Please join me for Crying with Ryan, the series where I rewatch movies from my childhood that made me cry, and we see if I uh, if I still cry at them. And a spoiler alert: I'm definitely still going to cry at uh, at ET, at The Last Unicorn, and probably even at Trading Places. It's it's a guarantee. Uh, I also want to let everyone know to please, please, if you haven't already, register to vote. You can go to vote411.org or vote.gov. Get yourself registered. Get yourself in line. Get yourself mailing in that mail-in ballot and make sure your voice is heard. And stay tuned here. We're going to have more interviews with the candidates. We're going to have more intel on this this, uh, campaign. And we'll see you next week. As always, I'm Francis Ford Coppola. I'm Ryan Pfefferman. Beatrice! Part of the Illiberal Media Network.